This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We just got better in studio, Victoria. We did. Hi. Future Hall of Famer, Tori Holt in studio. Yeah, yeah. All right. First of all, uh, the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame last night spit out their finalists. Yeah. Now you're a, you're a finalist again. This is what the sixth, seventh. So time? this is my fourth time as a finalist, and it's my tenth nomination. I okay, think it is. ten were, or eleven. Were you nervous at all about this part? Yeah, every year I am. Every every year you're yeah. nervous. Every um, year, it's overdue. You know how <laughs> I you. feel about this. No I've, doubt. Been, I've been telling you this for I don't know since you first uh, this became a reality. Yeah. Um, what can you? What, what at this point? What can you do? You, you used I don't you used to use St. Louis writers. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you still? Is that still? Yes. Who's, so it's my a pres- weird process. Yeah, it is a weird process. My my presenter is Howard Balzer. He was okay. He was out in St. Louis when I was there. He covered me for the, um, for a decade. Right. And now he's out in Arizona. And I think he's doing some work with Sports Illustrated uh, and some other um, long time football writer. Long long time football writer. And he's um, doing some. He does some work with SiriusXM with the, their NFL okay. Hall of Fame channel as well. So, um, but no, he he has to go in and, and make the case, you know. And I told him, look, man, if you got to get naked, get up on the table. <laughs> I would get naked <laughs> for whatever you, you got to do. That would scare him. Make it happen, man. Um, but you know, he he he's um, he's he's working hard, right? In in trying to put together the best case, you know, for me and the best argument. Look, I mean, there's so many great guys that are part of this class. So, and and, and everyone is is equally deserving, right? Um, but you know, I've I've waited a while. Um, I felt like I played the game at a very high level for a long time at a Hall of Fame level. Mm-hmm. Um, exceeded all expectations. I was a six overall six overall draft pick in 1999 to right. the St. Louis Rams, and uh, I think I exceeded all of those expectations of what a six round draft pick or six a first over a six pick. Yeah, it's supposed to do in the league, um, and so my work is done. So now it's just, it's up to the voters to to continue to uh, think over, mull over my career, and hopefully they get it right at some point. Adam, we get uh, now. I'm I'm with you. If you ever need, if Howard ever needs <laughs> help, no I will be there to help. No doubt. Here's the thing about it: we this is the weird part about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In other sports, there's just a voting panel, mm-hmm. and they vote. In baseball, there's 400-some-odd baseball writers, and they vote. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Get 75% of the votes, you're in. But in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they ask you, all right, somebody has to argue on your behalf. Yeah. Right, it is, you are constantly having somebody else make your case. Yeah. Would you rather make your own case? Yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't mind making my own case, you know, certainly. Uh, it it would be uh, a little challenging because for me because I don't do a lot of um, I don't talk about myself a lot and what right. I've accomplished in the game, um, but for this particular this is your case, opportunity for this they're partic- all listening right now for this particular right for this particular <laughs> case certainly would 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 go in you know hard for myself and and what I've accomplished in this league or what I accomplished in the league when I played for the eleven years that I played you know accumulated a lot of records individual records yeah. team records uh, team uh, accomplishments divisional titles. 
Um, this is the greatest show on turf. Greatest show on turf. World titles. The whole team's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. So I'm, seriously. So I'm, I'm, you know, and 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 I was the young guy out of all of those guys. You know, Marshall is in, Kurt's in, Orlando's in, Isaac is in, Coach Vermeil is now. Yeah. In the Pro Football Hall of Fame, who drafted me, mm-hmm. so he saw firsthand on what he was getting. And you know, I don't know if you all saw the piece last night on NFL Network, but Coach Vermeil talked about when he first laid eyes on me, right. And um, and then watching me in practice and watching me in games, he said he knew they knew that they had something special, a special player. Um, and it was really good to hear him echo those sentiments, to say those things about me. Because a lot of times you don't hear you don't hear the right. things that your teammates feel about you until after the fact. Sure, because we're all competing and you're going mm-hmm. through it, so no one's. We're, we're alpha, so no one really gives that right. up. Now, <laughs> especially you can, at your position, everybody's an uh, alpha. At your oh, no position. question. I mean, because and you have to be. You and when you play the receiver position, corner, any position in the National Football League, you have to feel like you're the guy. And I certainly felt like that. I didn't feel like I was a a number two or a number three. I felt like I was a one one a from the time that I got drafted, and I went out and handled my business in that in that in that fashion. So eight year peak, ninety four catches a year. Yeah. 1,384 yards, almost 15 yards a catch, which is kind of unheard of today, yeah. uh, and eight touchdowns. But there was so many – I mean, there was only so many balls to go around because yeah. Marshall Falk was not only That's good right. running, but he was a great receiver. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Bruce, yep. oh, who just, just went in a couple years Correct. ago, right? So, yeah, you're – Ricky Prohl, Azakimo, right. our tight ends. I mean, it was a lot of guys on that team <laughs> that was asking for the it ball. Was ridiculous. So when I when I was playing Adam when, when Was there my, a salary cap? What was that? How did that happen? <laughs> right, it was it was it worked out. It worked out well. <laughs> when I and when I was playing and I knew when I got my opportunity, I had to make the most of the opportunity because there was other guys that they can go to. There was right. other guys that coach Marks can throw the ball to. And uh and I think for the most part I did that every single opportunity I played. The position though is so loaded. It seems like oh, yeah. every year, oh, yeah. wide receivers, you look at the wide receivers in the ballot and go, like, well, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Right. They're all Hall of Famers. Andre Johnson's a Hall Johnson, of Famer. Yep. Reggie Wayne's Reggie a Wayne. Hall of Famer. Yep. Those are the two wide receivers on the ballot yep. with you. Uh, you should all go in. Maybe we should just have a wide receiver. <laughs> be great. All the wide receivers go in. Just get it out of the way. It's because the game became such a pass-happy league at that point. Yep. That, I mean, it's all you guys stood out. You guys will all eventually get in, uh, but it's a uh, it's a crowded ballot. It I see, is. I see, Darrell Rivas is Darrell, on the ballot. Darrell Rivas. Did, did you guys ever? Square I caught Darrell. I caught Darrell in the latter part of my right. career. I was, you know, I was those high moments of my career were kind of coming towards towards the end. But you know, watching Darrell, he was he was a man on the island that could right. that could lock down any your star receiver. Um, played. I mean, he, he was a ec- excellent tackler. Yeah. Really good in the punt return game. Um, again, solid on the corner. Can match up with your best players. So, again, another guy that's that's very well deserving. But you talk about the wide receiver backlog. Then you after after our group, you got Fitzgerald and you got Anquan Bolden. You got Steve Smith. And, I mean, the list goes uh, Hines Ward. Heck, I can't even forget my, my coach who coached me, Henry Ellard. Wow. Who's who's been on the, on the ballot. The Rams have had some we, wide receivers. The, the Rams' man. history of our... <laughs> The history of our organization at the wide receiver position is very, very strong and very, very deep. It's crazy. And I'm just an extension of that. I'm an extension of that. So um, very, very thankful to be in this position, just waiting to get that knock, bro. I, uh, that's right. You, so you have to go to the hotel. Now, this happens this Saturday before the Super Bowl, right? It does. It does. Right? It does. 
So, you know, you, you, you're typically in your hotel. So if you weren't going to go to the Super Bowl, you have to now. Yeah, exactly. And, and with me working with the NFL Legends community, I've been working with the NFL Legends community, supporting our current and former players that played. I've been now working with them for now. This is my sixth year. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to the Super Bowl for the last six years on behalf of the Legends community. So I would have been there. Okay, you get there anyway. But now I'm there for the Legends. Now I'm there for the Hall. I'm there for appearances, et cetera, et cetera. So it's good, man. It's good to be still to be involved in the game. But... You know, this is the pinnacle yeah. of your career if you're if you're inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I get a chance to share with my son and, and my girls. Last night we sat down for the first time. I sat down with them and actually went through the NFL Network had a special. Right. And I was part of that part of the Hall of Fame special and I actually sat down and went through each catch with my kids. Oh no. Explaining to them the mindset that I was in <laughs> during that particular time doing that particular highlight right and it was uh it was really fascinating it was really fun to be able to have that exercise with them and to really share with them my passion my mentality of what it took for me to play and to be now uh, a hall of fame finalist uh, that's uh and this really is cool. say the fourth time fourth you've been time. that yes uh hopefully it'll be the last Please. time and i don't mean <laughs> it in that you know you know i mean it yeah uh, all right let me ask you this because i know you spent some time in europe yes this year, right i did I did. So, uh, did you also go to Germany, or were you? you no, were I was. Just, I was just in London. Just in London. Yeah. All right. Uh, how is the NFL game uh, consumed by Londoners? I know there's Incredible. a lot of Americans leaving li- living over there. Yeah. Is it a big deal? It in, is. I know it's a big deal in Germany too. But yeah. So, what was your experience like in incredible, London? incredible experience? I was over there with, working with Sky Sports, and um, and I was covering. You know, we had our Sunday shows. Uh, had a podcast uh, every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a uh, we had a, uh, a highlight show um, every single week, highlighting each each week. So I was over there from week five to eight. Okay, um, incredible experience. You know, the fans come from everywhere in the UK, everywhere, right. um, to to get to an NFL game, and you see every jersey, every player represented over there, which is really cool. Uh, the love that they show American football players that come over. It's just it's just outstanding. The love that I got. Great restaurants I ate at. <laughs> um, had an opportunity to go over to Paris okay. uh, for a week and, and and come back. And the and I came back on the Sunday that the it was the Jaguars and I forgot who who it was they were playing. Um, and to see all of the fans in the airport coming from Italy, coming from all over the world, from over there to come right. to London to a game was. Was was phenomenal to see, and 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 not only that, their education on American football is phenomenal too. They know about the sport, they know about the players, the sure. rules, et cetera, and they're I mean they're bought in, they're all in, man. It's the best league in the world for American football. Yeah, like yeah. their football league, nope. their so- the Premier right. League yep. is the best league in the world for soccer. That's right. Did you get a chance to catch any? I didn't go oh, to. I didn't go in any games, but it was on TV every day. Oh, it's so ridiculous. I watched it every day. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's mad. I mean, but it's. I was telling telling my family, and my kids, and everybody, it's the best soccer that I've ever seen in my life. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The things that they do with the ball, the strategy, the skills. It's un. The coaching. It mm-hmm. is unbelievable to watch that type of soccer, and I had an opportunity to see it every single day. Here's the th- the funny thing: Tori Holtz in studio with us, because there are. There are 94 professional. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? 
about 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, make sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Football teams, football clubs, they're called clubs, right? Yep. Uh, in the English Football League, in their system, in the top four levels of football, in either England or Wales, wow. there are 94. Wow. In London, there are 17. Seven of them right now are playing in the Premier League, yeah. so in the top 20. Could you imagine? London's not that big. No. Could you imagine seven NFL teams calling New York? <laughs> Could you imagine That'd it? That'd be crazy. It'd be crazy, but man. that's but that's what it is. Yeah, and 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 they are like the pubs there are incredible because <laughs> everybody's there. Right, they're hanging out. They got a paint, and they're talking and they're watching their favorite team. And everybody there is represent. You, you mentioned the seven teams; those seven teams are represented in those pubs. Yep. and there's pubs throughout the city, everywhere you go in London. So that was really cool uh, to have interaction with those with the fans about about the Premier Leagues and the soccer over there, and then them asking me questions about American football right. and everything. It's it's just um it's a really cool dynamic, man. And it's 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 a it's a great deal of collaboration that's happening with the folks over in London in regards to their participation with the NFL and then vice versa. The NFL is giving them everything that they can to to make sure that they the game stays healthy and the game stays appreciated and the fans are showing love over there. Do you think they could have a franchise of their own no. in London? It's, no, it's just, and we and we we talk about player safety in the National right. Football League. It'd be too much. The travel, the travel and the time is just too much. Right. It, it's it's it, it'd be ridiculous. Um. So no, I don't think it would happen. Yes. I so, think the way I think the way that it's set up now, Adam, is perfect. Right. Now, if they want to add on more games, I think right now we're playing four games over there. Maybe okay. Five games. Okay. I thought you meant more games to the to the regular season. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. We no, can't no. do that. If they want to add more games over in the UK, right. in Germany, and whatnot, I get that. I think that will work, but an actual team in London and Germany? No, I don't think that'll work. It would put that team at a major disadvantage to get players, right? I mean, they yep. don't really want to go because you you the careers are not very long. Yep. So I think guys in the National Football like the notion of traveling over there to play a game but returning back to the States. <laughs> I think they're totally fine. And that's no right. knock on the UK. No, not no, at no, all. no knock on London. But I think that's what the guys feel more comfortable with doing. Um, what about other countries? You know, Germany, they they finally got into and, Germany. And they rocked out in Germany. Germany rocked loves, out. as you know, you were too good to ever play in the World League of, was it the NFL Europe, in, yeah, right? NFL, yeah, NFL yeah. Uh, but Steve Logan coached there. Yeah, yeah. And Germany loves American they football. They love it, man. Yeah. Like, it was, they, they, they rolled, when Tampa went over there to play, They that game was rolled out Super Bowl-like. Mm-hmm. Fans were everywhere tailgating. They it was incredible. People came in droves to get to that game in Germany, and then you know it was a good game. Tom Tom Brady played in that game, but it's one in five countries. They love <laughs> NFL football. Right? They love NFL football. There, bro. He has won. In, he has legitimately won a game yeah. in five countries. Yeah, this dude. And he's, <laughs> that go to show you how long he's played and how good. He really is. He Boy's is, good, man. There's no question. All right, a c- couple of things about this particular year, and then I'm going to ask you. Actually, let me let me do this first, so I don't uh, run out of time with Tory Holt. Um, what were your what was going through your head Monday? 
Oh man, that was rough, rough. That was rough. I I barely slept that night, um, and just playing all kinds of scenarios in my head of what Hamlin must have felt like, and then his teammates, mm. the Bills as well as the Bengals. Um, it was a tough night. It really was. And then I had to get up the next morning because I'm on Sirius XM NFL Radio every Tuesday morning from seven to ten. Myself and Solomon Wilcox on Channel 88. You guys get an opportunity to check us out. Oh, wait a second. So I was listening Tuesday morning, but I only heard Solomon. I heard it, him talking about yeah. uh, kind of blasting the NFL for being like unsure about what was going to happen week 18. I listened to him talk. I didn't realize you were there. Yeah, I was on. I was on Tuesday. I got morning. to where yeah. I was going, and uh, we, we were on at right. we were on at six o'clock that morning, and we were and we stayed on to ten o'clock. So four straight hours talking about Demar Hamlin in that situation. You. It was probably one, of, and I've been around radio and done radio for years. It's probably one of the toughest. Oh, I'm sure toughest days of 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 my radio career. You did radio here for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to go on there and to talk about that situation for four straight hours, it was really tough. But I was really, uh, but I will say this, and I applaud the medical staffs. Mm-hmm. I applaud the medical staffs, and for all of those our, our fans that follow the game, let's let's give a round of applause and let's give an appreciation to the medical wow. staffs and the trainers for the job and that they have to do. When they got to the young man, the young man had no pulse, right? And immediately they kicked in the action, yeah, the action plan. What you know? And I said on the radio show. We as football players, we practice and we we watch tape and we train and we run and we watch our bodies and we do everything at an elite level and a very high, the concentration level is is at a very high level. The trainers do the same thing. Mm -hmm. They practice, they go through the exercises, they get ready for moments like this. And when it's time, when it was time for them to act, they acted really quickly and very responsibly. And and that's why, because they did that, that's why Demar Hamlin still has life, still has an opportunity to fight for his life and to recover. So shout out to all of our trainers that are listening now. And if you had aspirations to be a trainer, thank you for the job. Uh, just to put a postscript on that, the latest news is he wo- he woke up last night, yep. opened his eyes last night. Yep. He is responsive. Yep. I didn't see in the story where they brought him out of the coma, but I'm guessing they did because his eyes are open. Yep. Uh, they still don't know about the full return to his cognitive uh, abilities, but we'll find that out that's over right. the next few days. But uh, yeah, he's responsive. Oh man, and that's very good. I'm so 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 happy, and I'm, and I'm glad that our NFL, my NFL brothers, can hear that news because it's going to be very challenging for them going forward here over the next couple of days to try to get themselves in the mental space to play our game, Adam. It's a mm-hmm. it's a very physical game, as we all know, but the mentality that you have, the sharpness that you have, the attention to detail that you have to have, the awareness that you have to have, the, that you have to have to play this game, Yeah. right now I don't know if they're there. But hearing the good news about sure. DeMar Hamlin day-to-day, guys can slowly get there. And I said, too, on the radio show, the National Football League, the owners, the fans, the players, they have to give each other the grace that they need mm-hmm. to get to that space to resume football. We see bad injuries, sometimes catastrophic injuries, yeah. spinal injuries. Yeah. We see that root, the spinal injuries, not routinely, but we see big injuries routinely in the NFL. And the guys are expected, and they expected of each other, to set that aside and go back and continue the game. Right. It was pretty obvious watching Monday night that there was no chance yeah. to, con- to continue that game 
took a while. I have no, look. I'm. I have no idea how the process worked. And I and I said this on Tuesday. I'm not going to criticize the NFL because I don't know how the whole right. thing worked. Right. It's a lot of moving parts that were right. happening when that happened. But I knew those guys can't play. Yep. Not us either team. And, and, and typically, we're callous to, to any right. situation that we that we see because we deal with a lot. We see a lot. And normally, you stop play, you move the ball up, mm-hmm. trainers get to the player, make sure that he's okay, and we, we resume. But this was different. Yeah. He wasn't moving. Right. He wasn't and, breathing and at one point. He wasn't breathing at yeah. one point. And the guys were visually seeing that. The trauma from that in itself, is, again, is something that, the league, the players, coaches, owners have to consider as they work up a plan to resume playing again. Um, to to perform CPR, and I, th- I think they brought out a defibrillator, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Are paddles. You they need right? a paddle. Are you kidding? The, yeah. and, 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 and his teammates are watching that. It was no way. It was no way in the world. Could the players go back and play? Nor, as Sean McDermott said to, to Coach Taylor, I have to go be by my by my player's side. Yeah. There was no way that he could put himself into the space to go back out and to coach, to call a a, a, a blitz or... Yeah, forget it. Forget it. No it, chance. It, it was, it was all, all the attention immediately turned to the well-being of DeMar Hamlin, and it should have been. Right. And his physical well-being, and then the, the emotional and mental well-being of all the players that had to also deal with that. Because yeah. we... I mean, it's obviously it's not the same, but it is still dealing with a traumatic effect, uh, event, and you could just tell in the on the, oh my gosh. In the faces of those guys because football no went out the window. It it was uh, now a human being. Yeah, it was now Demar Hamlin, the man, was fighting for his life. So for for the players, that football or anything regarding football totally went out the window. It was about prayers. Yep, you saw the tears. You you saw. I mean, you saw the emotion of of the guys just hoping. That he was going to be okay. Yeah, there were players. I mean, c- just crying. On oh the field. my goodness! And and the stadium was. And I talked to Solomon, who Solomon Wilcox, who was my co-host, who was there, and he said the stadium stadium came to a complete hush. Mm-hmm. It was just quiet. Yep. And everyone was again just praying and focused on hoping that Demar Hamlin, uh, you know, was going to be okay. Uh, well, ho- the certainly the early news is uh, is promising. Week 18 is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know how a lot. It'll be easier now that we're seeing some really good news. It'll be easier now for those players to get back to the business of playing. Uh, So week 18 will happen. We'll see what kind of preparation, all that, how that was impacted. Are they going to get back and play? Finish the Bengals and the Bills? I don't think that game happens. I don't. There's, there's so much. There's so many bad memories if they step back out on okay. that football field that's going to come up again regarding to what they just saw. Sure. So I don't think you revisit that game again. The league has a difficult decision decisions to make on how Week 18 moves forward as well as the playoffs. And I think everybody should understand that and, and give them the give them the grace and give yeah. them the respect to to make whatever decision that is, being what we just saw on Monday night. But I don't think they revisit that's that that Bills Bengals game. I think that's over and done with. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll work itself out 
in Week 18, and there are results in Week 18 that would make that game unnecessary True. Uh, to get back and play. But I, I asked this trivia question yesterday. Do you know how many games the NFL has canceled since World War II for non-strike purposes? Mm. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Zero? That's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, None. They, they don't, With yeah. two years of COVID issues, yeah. they, they, <laughs> all of those games got yeah. played. Yeah. All of them got played. Yeah. So they played when uh, the towers were attacked yeah. and the Pentagon. Yeah, I was I was in the league then. Okay, yeah. they played that at the end we of the played season. played that following Sunday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. They, they, you, they, they took that Sunday off, but they played the next Sunday. Yeah. And the games that were wiped out, they t- just tacked on to the end of the season. Yeah. So... Yeah, they, they, this would be a first. It will be, and, and they, you know, there's all kinds of scenarios we've been hearing all morning long. Um, you know, so again, Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell, the owners, they got it. They got some some real decisions that they yeah. have to make. But um, but we have to be whatever decision is made. Some some folks will be happy about it. Some won't. I would say that nobody but, should be unhappy about it. But you should <laughs> right. Right. You should be happy with whatever decision they come up with. Again, being after watching what we watched on 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 Monday night, and you know, and Troy Vincent, who um, will play a major role in in whatever decision comes about, he played. Yeah, so he was a good player too. He was a heck of a player. I played against him. Big, strong, physical, could run. So you got to believe that he has his players hat on while also yeah. trying to make the decision. But ultimately. It's, it's got to be in the best interest of our players. Yeah. Because our players drive our league. And it's yes. got to be in the best interest of our players. Yeah, I, I talk a lot about the the fact that for a $15 billion industry and the most popular league in the – maybe in the world, yeah. to be honest. I yeah. don't know if it means probably Premier League. But, well, the Premier League. Uh, in, but in, 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 in American sports, there's nothing that comes close yeah. to the NFL. No doubt. The the fact, and there's really no way around it. You guys have the worst collective bargaining agreement in the sport, <laughs> uh, and I wish there was a way to make that different. Yeah, but there just there just isn't. All right, let me before I let you go because I know you got to go, and we have things to do too. Let me ask you this: we got we haven't really talked about games. Who's the best team in the NFC right now? I would say the San Francisco 49ers. Give me a healthy Jalen Hurts on Philadelphia. Is it still the San Francisco 49ers? For me right now it is. Okay. I think the I think the Eagles are wounded in areas, for sure. Okay. Um and and the San Francisco 49ers are pretty solid. 
They got a really, really good defense. Their defense, their, their defense, defense has not wavered. Their defense hasn't felt fell off. The Eagles, in certain aspects of their defense, has. They don't have the same secondary. You can run on them. You can run the football on them. Um, offensive line, missing Lane Johnson and some other guys yeah. are kind of up in the air. You kind of saw some of that last weekend. San Francisco 49ers are pretty solid up front, both offensively and defensively. Their secondary is very talented. They, yeah. they, cre- they get turnovers. Brock Purdy is playing out of his mind. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is a stud. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> they got wide receivers. They got tight. They're tight in now. Over the last four weeks, has come alive. Yeah. George Kittle. To me, the San Francisco 49ers have the the type of squad and mentality to play at home and go on the road. Yeah, no question. And in the AFC, who is it? Wow, AFC for me. I've been talking about this football team, and we. We was going to see more of a Monday night, but we didn't. Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Football team that's young, talented, defense is playing out of his mind. Yep. Um, Joe Burrows is phenomenal. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They got they got a, a ton of guys that have championship pedigree on their mm-hmm. team from their college ranks, their high school ranks. Sure. That spilled over into the National Football League, and they're not scared. And they're not scared because they got a quarterback in Joe Burrows who will stand down the barrel with anyone. He's amazing. Anywhere. It, it's it's funny. He transferred to LSU, and really only had one great year. Yeah, and people, oh, well, it's probably a flash. No, nah, no, he's, he's good. His 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 mentality, uh, and the way that he sees the game, the way he goes about the game, you can just let's listen to him in his pressers. This guy's locked in mm-hmm. for a young player. He is locked in. He understands the importance of winning. He understands. The type of legacy that he can right. that he can lead, and he's all about it. And he's got guys around him. He's got a coaching staff. He's got players around him that have the same mentality. It's, it reminds me when I was in St. Louis, we had guys with a Hall of Fame. We didn't know it at the time, right. but we had that kind of mentality, that professional mentality, that competitive mentality to go out and get it done. And Joe Barrow right now, stud man. I know Patrick Mahomes is outstanding, and, and they'll be there. Josh Allen and the Bills. And other teams in the AFC will be there. But I like what the Cincinnati Bengals mentality, as well as the San Francisco men, San Francisco 49ers, I like those two teams' mentalities right now. Well, if they make, meet in the Super Bowl, it'll be three times that those two teams have met. No doubt. In a Super Bowl. And, Torrey it will Holt. Be a, and it will be a good one. Oh, and there's no question about it. Tory Holt, future Pro Football Hall of Famer. I hope it's Saturday. I hope it's the Saturday I'm Super Bowl so, weekend. Man. And look, and thanks to all everyone out there that's that's sent me direct messages, that's tweeted out to me. Thank you for the love. Thank all you for hands the, now on Twitter. All hands now on Twitter. Okay, that was one one of the things when we was watching the clips last night. I was like, what what is one of the common things that y'all see your dad was doing? My and my daughter's. You caught the ball. Right. <laughs> I caught the ball with my hands. hands. Right. Every single t- for the most part, every right. single time. So. All hands. Some folks still call me big game, but thanks to everyone that's, that showed me love throughout this process. I greatly appreciate it. And go Wolfpack, man. We had a big win last oh night over the Dukies. Amazing. That was a great they night. They shot 49% from the field. 40 some over were you 40 at the game? Some, we, we were at the game. Oh, man. 40 some percent from the threes. We had amazing seats. Thanks to Coach Keats. Had amazing seats. And uh, we watched the uh, we watched our Wolfpack, man, play really good basketball. If they can play that yeah. level of ball consistently, They'll be in every game. They'll compete and be oh, no question. in every game. But a good win by the uh, by the Wolfpack last night. These, the Dukies, man, it's not the it's not the same Dukies I've seen. They got a lot of great players. They but do. What they don't, they they're not a quick team at this point. They're so. not. My, and my son broke it down to me. He was like, Dad, they got two 
they got they got three was it three Bray top ten players uh-huh. in high school that was in high school ball came yep. over. It, I didn't see a lot of that last night. Nope. And typically, you see Duke's high profile pro, profile players really doing it. I didn't see a lot of that last. We night. hadn't. Der, Derek Whitehead is the number one guy. In yeah, yeah, he can shoot. number two. And he he played well last yeah, night. He did. He did it. He did. But there's another they level for him. Yeah. For even for him, there's no another level. That he and has he bu- to get and he's to. built really well. I was I was impressed solid. by how he's very solid. He's very so go solid. Pat. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you, in. man. Always for having. That me. is Tory Holt. He's going to go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hopefully, the Saturday of Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.